The QPR podcast is supported by Ubico, the provider of rental cars by the hour, who are giving away over £2,000 in credit to our listeners. For your chance to win up to £250 in free credit towards away game travel, short journeys across town or car club use, enter now at west12media.co.uk slash enter. To find out more, visit ubico.co.uk or download their app now. Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser, joined by the other three founders of the QPR podcast. We have Paul Finney. Hello. We have Chris Charles. Hello. We have Chris Mendes. Hello. Um, right, on the agenda this week, loads to talk about. We're gonna, uh, we've got to get through the state of the Ellerslie Road toilets. We've got to talk about Brexit. We've gonna, got some US election insight coming up. We've got top 10 gluten-free restaurants to visit in London. And also, we're going to be talking a bit later in the show about the new Walker's Crisps range, mix-ups, Ooh. which I understand combines all your favourite Walker's Crisps. Anything else I've missed out? I am joking, of course. This is a QPR podcast, and there is only one item on the agenda this week. Maybe one and a half, if we want to talk briefly about Saturday. Um, It's the departure of Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Just before we go on to that, first of all, we're going to do a bit of Facebook Live tonight, which if you're listening to this, go on our Facebook page after and have a look at what we did. The The way to find us is look for QPR Podcast on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod, and you can find all our episodes at qprpod.co.uk. Initial reactions, gentlemen, to the news. Uh, when was it? Sat- was it Saturday night? Late Saturday night that Jimmy has left the club. We know we're going to be... Um, you, you've got kind of Jimmy by the stats, Chris, coming up later. And, I've done a few stats, We're going to talk about the runners and riders to replace him, but initial reactions to the, what do they call it now, leave by, uh, by mutual consent uh-huh. of the manager, and we will start with Chris Charles. Well, shock, to be honest. I've uh, been doing night shifts all week doing cricket, so I, I managed to stay awake long enough to find out we'd... Uh, Managed to get a draw at Nottingham Forest, which I was quite pleased with. Uh, went back to work about half one in the morning um, and didn't find out until I was in the taxi on the way to work. And, yeah, to be honest, I went, I went to bed thinking, well, you know, Jimmy's bought himself another game or two at least there. Um, because by all, I didn't go to Forest. I'm sure Paul's going to enlighten us a bit more on that. But from all the, all the stuff I've read on the message boards and Twitter... Uh, usual sort of first half we were sort of you know standing back and inviting them to you know wave upon wave of attack and leaving leaving holes galore big as Josie Mourinho's bus at the, at the back for, for them to exploit even though they're rubbish um, but yeah when when they, uh, we had the man sent off we were galvanised uh, and and looked according to some one of the best performances we'd had all season so it just the timing seemed very strange to me uh, if you're going to sack him and I know it's you know been mooted for a while that he's on sort of borrowed time but if you're going to sack him why not sack him after the Brentford game and also the manner that Tony Fernandez tweet sort of before he was sacked uh, was that was, was before wasn't it Paul yeah yeah um I, I don't know. It just it, it just all seemed a bit odd. Yeah, I wasn't that surprised to be honest. I thought the Brentford result and the performance was kind of the end for him, 
And I'm not, I wasn't like totally surprised that he didn't go up immediately after the Brentford game because I think they looked at this international break. They've got enough time to get someone in. They're always going to do it in that time. Um, they maybe just gave him a, a, a chance. So if we, you know, went away to Nottingham Forest and beat him two or three nil and put on a brilliant performance, then maybe they would have uh, decided to stick with him. But but surely they must have put feelers out before. If you get if if you know after the Brentford game he's going to go, you you, you must. Surely that's what happens in business. You open discussions with with, with one or, or, Maybe or they more have. people. Yeah, you follow each other on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's bizarre because... As Paul Clement has. Paul, what do you so, think? Certainly, so, so we didn't... Second half, we didn't play that bad. First half, we were rubbish. Absolutely rubbish again. Um, Carl Henry came on the pitch and just wanted to get sent off. Um, I don't know if he had a taxi witness of him. And was just <laughs> being silly and didn't help his manager at all. That's where, um, we, where we've gone wrong. We should have started every game this season with 10 men. Well, maybe, and we played all right, and then you sort of come back in the train, and you know you get back into London, you go for a quick additional pint, and then it starts breaking through, and everyone's falling. That you know, bang, he's gone. So I didn't see it coming that way. I think if they were, it kind of, I suppose, if you look at it honestly, after Fernandez and and and, and Les Ferdinand had that conversation on Friday after during the Brentford or whatever it was when the cameras panned in on them. You kind of knew then that he was heading for the exit door. I mean, you can imagine the conversation, all right, Jimmy, no pressure. No manager's ever won here before. Um, our record is shambolic. We've never actually won. Go get a win, save your job. You know. Mm. So what Not a lot happened, of pressure, that. What would have happened if they'd have won? I suppose you would have won a stay of execution, wouldn't they? Well, it depends if they'd let someone lined up. Well, they couldn't have. They couldn't have sacked him after we, we've never won there before. Yeah. With the first side ever to win there, and, and then you go oh, and yes, sack the manager. Could. That would have been ludicrous. Right. QPR, we could we do pantomimes well, better. Anyone, right, right decision. I think football-wise, I mean, what you guys think. I think the football was making people run for the exit doors, and the football was there. But everyone says we were building stuff, and, and there was an excellent article by Ted Kester which said, "Are oh, we here for the long haul?" Which means that. Presuming from that, what I got from that was, you know, just see where we're going to go, back him as long as you can, see if he can actually change youth, everything else. But personally, I think his football was was, was da. It was absolutely da. You know, really, really negative. And um, but it's been almost exactly a year since they sacked Ramsey, and they must have looked at that and said, "Have we made any progress? No. Uh, have you know? Has our style of play improved? Not really. Uh, Hasselbank, he's not very charismatic. I'm not." Can another manager get better out of the players that we've got there? Definitely, yes. But when I, I look back at the Telegraph thing, which we've got to talk about in some respects, the club couldn't have backed him anymore. I mean, no. the, the club were absolutely 100% behind him. Um, and we beat Fulham, and you had that, you know. Yeah. But if, it, if they sacked him at that point, then it might have been complicated. Legally. Yeah, but yeah, but it's just a, yeah, but then the, the Tony and him, mm. you know, it's always a photo. If, if you're a QPR manager, I mean, if you're listening to this, Paul Clement or Ian Holloway or anyone, don't have your photograph taken with Tony after a win because <laughs> five weeks later it could be dodgy, um, you know. Because this is this is something we'll have to talk about later on. Is like we keep doing this saying that we've got the right man in the job. We're a family. Family stick together. Five weeks later, we've kicked him out of the family. You know, anyone got any insight? There's on that? two. There's the. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, where I was on Saturday night, the initial I was with a, a bunch of with some QPR fans but mainly they weren't the initial reaction was oh it must be to do with that Telegraph stuff and I gather it's got nothing to do with no, that. I no, gather it's, it's all I gather it's all um, football related there's two ways of looking at it one way of looking at it is well you know you talk about the long t- long haul and you know he shouldn't be sacked after a year how can you tell under a year how a manager is going to perform the other point of view is 
if he ain't got it, he ain't got it. So put the guy and put the club out of his misery. If it's not going to work for us, why not make this decision? And I feel like this was almost a unique sacking by the club. So by my reckoning, Tony Fernandez has had four, four out of his five managers have been here for less than a year. Mm. But yeah, Mark Hughes was sacked too late. And I think Chris Ramsey was sacked too early. Neil Warnock was sacked, I believe, was sacked too early. Redknapp was sacked too late. Well, I suppose Redknapp, Redknapp can sacked, be judged as success, you know I, mean? I suppose. You know, he got, got us the back playoffs. Up, you know, but four out of the five of them, they didn't get the timings right. They either got rhythm too early or too late. Hasselbank wasn't going to take us down. We, I don't. I don't believe we were going to go down. We were just going to meander towards the end of this season in this playing this dreadful football that everyone's bought. But and so, actually, is it not the right time to get rid of him? If like is, we're not in a terminal decline, he hasn't done that much damage. Is it not the right time to get rid of a manager who's a bit but I don't think, meh, as I, they say? I don't think Tony Fernandez sees it like that. He actually believes we should be challenging for promotion with the squad that we've got. We have spent quite a bit of money, maybe a little bit more than people think we have and he's even said um, recently you know he said we're he's talking about how far away we are from the playoffs so he's eyeing that up uh, well, I, I think rumors are he thinks that you know he's even said to Hasselbank after the uh, Brentford game that we should be challenging for promotion with these players well I, I think we should be challenging for the playoffs with these players really I mean we had a, a period of consolidation which I think was fair enough and okay yeah we, two we, games ago we were you can't say, you know, two games ago we were, what, four points off, five points yeah, off? Yeah, and we're only six off now. I'm not saying, we're, I'm, just, I'm just saying the aim for this season should have been to, to challenge for the playoffs. And, and we're, we're six off the playoffs and six off the bottom three, I think. So we're sort of, yeah. we're, I, I mean, you know, two wins, two defeats either way. I mean, you know, so I'm not saying that, but I think, I, I think that should have been the aim. I don't think the aim this season should have been to finish 10th, 12th or whatever. I think yeah, last I th- season was different. I think what Hasselbank suffered from, which isn't his fault, maybe we can blame him for playing people in a position, we can blame him for the tactics at times, we can blame him for some really bizarre subs. But what isn't his fault is that the Rangers fans, in my theory, have got defeat fatigue at home. We're fed up turning up, expecting to lose. We're actually now, people are going, well, we lose it. They're not expecting to win. And that's down to the years in the Premiership, we got battered week in, week out, you know. I think everyone's just like Emily said last week everyone's bored people want to see something happening they want to see and maybe that's football now they want to see this new building project involve rapidly in front of their eyes and maybe it's, it is going to take yeah, time Yeah but I think that, that maybe that is Hasselbank's fault or partly his fault because of the football that's been dished up I mean people you, you, you just look at me included you, it, it's almost like you know they call it highway hypnosis if you drive, drive the same route every day I mean you would know this and you arrive at your destination <laughs> and you can't beat on me then every Christmas if someone tells you exactly how you got there you think, I can't remember. I feel like that the football I'm sitting, sitting around 20 minutes have gone past and I've just been staring into space because it's been so dull and my daughter's still coming along and I, I, I say to her, are you sure you want to come along this week and you can see you can see all the empty seats around you can see because and people are you know the walk-up customers who come along pay 30 quid or whatever ridiculous fees and then just to sit there for 90 minutes getting bored in the cold i mean they're not going to come back but that's the trouble though is i I go back to but we've had this for how how many home games we win last season we didn't win that that many last season season before that i mean you're talking about less than 10 home games a season 
even less than seven to be fair and you you know people are turning up now and kind of thinking oh, it, whereas under Holloway when we had nothing we had no money we'd, and we're free truck we're, you didn't expect us to win but you're bloody great, grateful when we did and you really had a good crack so I, I guess we're kind of cross in a, in a Hasselbank's in a crossfire that, although saying that some of his decisions at times were bizarre it was inflexibility did for him in the end wasn't it do you, rem- do you remember we had him on yeah we had him on yep. four or five weeks ago and as he was talking about how he can't change the system because he has to play to Chiron Cherry and mm. the players will learn this system, we wrote down on a piece of paper, inflexible, mm. and we kind of showed it around the table and obviously we didn't say anything at the time because we, we, we try to be polite. But it was obvious then the guy is just stubborn and inflexible. I think that, that, that is what did for him. Yeah. Well, it is also... Um not a very good communicator, I think. It, it doesn't. Really, it doesn't really energize the fans. He's got a lot of money for speeches. You should. Oh, I know. That's exactly. That, beat me to I was going to say that's the only time he's ever come across completely clear about exactly what he wants. But uh, but uh, again, I, this is just through reading stuff on, on the message boards, Paul. But um, our lineup uh, at the end uh, on Saturday, we had Cherry in the middle, um, with and Cousins in the middle. And we had a winger, we had LKRT and Shadipo on either wing. It actually looked like, for the first time in a long time, we got round pegs in round holes. Um, and, and it's quite ironic in a way that he goes just at the t- time when it, the, the team looks like it, it, it's capable of doing something. But, but then, because it's Hasselbank, the chances are the following week that would have been dismantled more. and he'd have gone back to yeah. square one. But again. The, the trouble with Terry is, that, again, this is what I'm tactical players, is that he's building a team around a player who's really out of form. Um, sure. And, and the thing about when we, it's not the club's fault. I mean, it's social media the way things are these days. But we don't have overhyped players these days. You know, we make people sign a hell of a lot better than what they actually are, more than let the players bed in and become. But that's legends. because we're we try cl- and make them legends before they they get that's, there. That's because we're crying out for somebody to do that. We're we're clinging on after does cho- that. after. Well, cho- that's what I said. Social media. I, 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 I realised that with the England squad yesterday. I know we're deviating slightly. That England squad. I mean, it's dross, yeah. really. I think the strikers are quite good, but some of these players... And I thought then exactly what you've just said. Everybody mm. is overhyped to the point where you actually can't really tell who's any good anymore, apart from the unbelievable ones. Well, Cherry, we're, we're also... Sorry, Chris. We're, we're also clinging on to somebody to... Like I say, we had Charlie Austin, we had Tarab before that. We, we had, you know, Forlan to an extent, you know, maybe him, Clint Hill. We're looking out for somebody we can sort of, you know, we, we, we can, you know, get behind and have that exciting player. Not that Clint Hill was exciting, but he, he was he was one yeah. of our lot. That, by the way, is another thing. I think I go back to that, letting, letting Forlan and Hill go. I still don't think that was the right decision. I'd actually ask Chris this, because you're, you're quite good in European football. Well, I'm, I, I struggle with English football, to be honest with you, and don't even stop being Irish football. But do you think there is a case... We won't. Okay. We promise we won't. Um, that we brought too many overseas players in to try and... Do you need championship players in the championship? Did, or would that sort of project take um, time? Yeah, possibly. I think not necessarily... It's fine bringing overseas players, a few, if they've got championship experience, but having that experience in the championship is quite important, I think. We had mm. Kevin Gallon on last week who was saying exactly the same thing. Uh, but even so, I, I don't think that's necessarily like the big part of the problem I think he's was really stubborn uh, okay. and especially with Cherry he, Cherry's started every single game in the league this season he, he's only been off the f- pitch for 11 minutes he like came off three times towards right at the end of the season if you're building a, te- a team around a player like that he's only had two assists in those 16 games scored three penalties and one free kick no goals from out of play 44 shots on goal 26 more than any other QPR player but not scored from open play yet 
Isn't it? I mean, if he's supposed to be a playmaker, I mean, that, that, again, maybe it's not all his fault because he's been shoved out. He's been shoved out wide, and that's not really the ideal place. He hasn't played wide that often, buddy. I mean, uh... well, fair bit. Although I've seen he has. He's sort of been drifting out to the. I know what you mean, Sam. I mean, it, it wasn't his natural position, but there's no one else taking up the ante. Yeah. To, to, okay. to, to, I think our problem has been we haven't had full. Our full backs get absolutely slow because Loftus Road is a small pitch and the other team's wingers week after week come to Loftus Road and absolutely kill us. And we don't seem to try and do that. Brentford played Fulham the other day, Fulham doubled up yeah. and won the game. You know, Maybe the inflexibility with, with Hasselbank is that he just doesn't, he's, he's got this idea, he's playing that, and, but we don't seem to be doing the opposition scouting when, that when well. When did he ever start with two up front? Even the games where people said he started with two up front, I, I can't remember who we played the home game before last. With Washington, he didn't start with two up front. He it, yeah, he had two named strikers, but he played Washington out wide. I, I just he just persisted with this system. What I would what I would like to know is so my understanding is the club dismissed him for footballing reasons, style of play, exactly the stuff that we're saying. What I would like to know, and we won't get an answer to, is did the club like warn him? You know, if you're going to lose your job in real life, you get told you need to sort it out. You, yeah. you know, you're told it's not quite working the way that you're doing it. This is what you need to do. Was he ever told at any point, we're not sure about this style of play, Jimmy? What else have you got? Well, if anyone's going to say that to him, then it would be less Ferdinand. Yeah. Ferdinand's done all of his coaching badges, and I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, but is Les, did, did Les Ferdinand want him to go? Is this, is, is this Tony Fernandez? Uh, and, and the board's decision. Uh, it, I mean, we don't know. Again, we don't know. We don't know whether whether Les is a hundred percent behind this decision. Uh, we well, Les sacked him. That okay, we, that, but that did he sack him because he was told to sack him, well, or did he knows. sack him because I mean, he thought he should go? Do you remember that film years ago? We, we, we've got to talk about Kevin, and it's like oh, yeah. we, it's a similar thing with Les not, um, because it's like we've got to talk about it. But then we need as, to talk about Les, yeah, and, and then as soon as you try and talk about him, people start throwing like this evil Les tag around. And no one's saying in a million years Les Ferdinand is one hundred percent a QPR legend, always will be. Yeah, yeah. But what's like stopping anybody? Him, what's stopping him from becoming the manager? Mm, I would have said lack of experience, but that doesn't stop most QPR managers becoming no. the manager. What's, well, why, why not? I mean, if, I don't, why doesn't he want the job? Maybe because he, maybe because he just knows in November he's going to have to find a new one. <laughs> he's under pressure now. For I don't think he is. is. Well, think he, is. he he should be. I mean, he's given a bit of grace, but three managers in a row that don't work out. He, you know, I think. Questions will be asked, yeah. as they say. I Red, mean, if they're not already, Redknapp really wasn't his guy. And as soon as Red- no, I'm talking about the next one. Oh right, okay. You yeah, know, yeah. If, if the next one doesn't work, not that I'm anticipating it won't work, but two in a row have been short, sharp, and not very successful. It is quite an important role because Ferdinand's position there does make the uh, managerial role completely different. At QPR, you saw it when he came mm. in, and Redknapp called it a stupid title. So obviously that bothered him, and it will bother other managers. So it does potentially limit how many what kind of managers you can but bring into the club what's the hierarchy there in, in, with Lee Hoos and Les Ferdinand are they on a par different, different departments well, no. Les, Les, departments, is, a, Les is a department head so football. Lee Hoos is the boss and he has the marketing department so reporting Lee, to Lee, him and the club shop and he has football and Les Ferdinand's the head of football ok and beneath him is Chris Ramsey and, and, and Lee Hoos is, is everyone's boss who decides who brings the manager in though is that who, well, that'll who, be a, that, that's like, is I that suppose, a committee decision? Well, if you extend the analogy, it would be who decides who's going to be an assistant manager in the club shop. 
it would be the manager of the club shop, wouldn't it? Making a recommendation to Lee Hughes, pr- presumably. Right, that's what I mean. So Lee, you so it'll think, be Les Ferdinand. Do you think Lee Hughes has the final say, though? Won't it? Well, uh, no, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm, I just, I, I'm, I'm I, curious. I yeah, think I'd, I'd say Lee Hughes uh, kind of stays a bit out of the football decisions in terms of like player recruitment and manager recruitment, but does uh, the negotiation? Yeah, yeah, that's. I, well, that's when that. we did Hasselbank, it was uh, Lee did a thing with Les Ferdinand and they said that it was basically them two and Tony Fernandes and, yeah. and I think Ruben gets involved as well so it's probably done by committee so it's a committee decision but I mean Les has got a lot to say but the trouble is and I keep getting fed up with this you say anything about Les and he gets lowered no one's saying that Les is a bad human being he just might not be suited to this role it might not work from a QPR like it doesn't work for anybody else at QPR mm-hmm. but it won't stop him nevertheless being welcome back at QPR as a legend which is what he is but what, what is it about QPR because well, we Mark kill Hughes is a good manager Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank I believe will be a good manager what is it about QPR that it just doesn't work out well stop, just stop you there I know. I think I mean I can't speak for anyone else but when Hasselbank was appointed I was quite happy with that appointment so was I um, and I think most people it was a good were. appointment and they did their research what, what I didn't do with Murray, I looked at Burton's league position I looked at the size of the club and I looked at how well they'd done what I didn't I didn't delve deeper I didn't look mm. exactly how they'd won every single game and I think that is one of the things, as we touched on earlier, that's that, that's cost him because you know people are just bored to tears with the safety first football, and uh, and then now it, and and that, all that sort of yeah, pushing the defence so high up, and it's so easy to work out. You just loop the ball over the top, and they're in. You know. Okay, right. Let's move on. I think now we're going to move on to a QPR podcast first, right? We're going to have a little bit of light relief in the middle and we're going to, we're going to play around on Facebook Live. Okay, so what we're doing is do we thought, we thought, how can we pick the next QPR manager? Nobody knows who it's going to be and so we've devised our own game which involves a QPR beanie hat. Some... Chris, let's have a look. So, loads of balls. Loads of balls. And Chris Charles. Charles Chris, can you so, Chris, Chris's idea. Explain, just so don't know. explain, Chris. Okay, right. What is who is in what? Okay, we've got eight numbers: one Tim Sherwood, two Paul Clement, three Ian Holloway, four Steve Cockrell, five Gary Rowett, six Carl Robinson, seven Mark Bertram, eight Nigel Pearson. And whoever you pick out now is a hundred percent going to be the next QPR manager. Exactly it, yeah. Okay, are we all ready? We're all have to monitor oh, our yes, reactions. Yes, absolutely. Harry, you, you you look fascinated. Yeah. Uh, no warm balls. Okay. No balls. I tell you what. <laughs> drum roll, drum roll. Come on. And it is number eight, Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson. <laughs> Finney, your reaction, please. Can we do that again? <laughs> Chris, your reaction, please. Oh, he's um, odd. You wouldn't want to fight him, would you? Chris, your reaction? Yeah, I, I, I think we abandon that system and yeah. go back to uh, go kidding. back to the traditional way. It can't be any worse. So than that. Nigel Pearson's out. Let's keep going until we got the last but, one. Do you reckon but, that's the we've ever got to a QPR board meeting? <laughs> do you reckon? <laughs> but we um, they're probably been doing the same thing right the now. The good yeah. news is, <laughs> the good news is that this is our most successful Facebook Live video ever. Excellent. How many more we done? To all three of oh, I can't say. Uh, someone <laughs> has already, Dean Michael Dibble has already said on the comments F O. Pearson is a word for a man's appendage. Something right. that rhymes with knock. 
Right. Okay. Uh. Well, do you know what? Well, let's talk about the manager. Let's keep the Facebook Live video going for a bit and yeah. sort of have a non tennis ball based discu- table tennis ball based discussion about it. Um, what do we think? So, so let's go through the runners and riders. What do we think about who the next manager might be? Well, we'll, we'll start with the order we, we did it. We'll start with Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood uh, has never managed in the championship. He has never lasted as a manager at any club for more than one full season. Um, but, you know, he played for England and Spurs, so he's high profile. He probably suits QPR, but I think it would be a terrible decision. Well, I, I think we've, we've done a good job in getting rid of all the Billy Big Bollocks from our club. Um, and I just think it would turn into the, the Tim Sherwood show, which is probably not what we want at this stage. Mm. Finney. Um, do you know, as this has been going on... I'm Steve Sace has said Finney could have had a, sh- a shave. <laughs> he could... Yeah, I, will, I won't start. Um, the, I would, I, do you know, I'm, as this is going on, just for sheer getting everyone going, what about a Holloway Birchin partnership? Yeah. Birchin learning from to Holloway. To the end of the season? Yeah, why not? To get everyone going, to get that 2004 feeling back, to get that love back in the stadium, to get the players rocking again. I would hap- I'd happily have Ian Holloway back. I mean, it would be With good Birchin fun. as assistant as just, well. Just to bring a, a bit of life into the club. Yeah, that would brave new life. Steve Cudderall, I wouldn't touch the barge pool. No, Richard, that's Richard Keyes' favourite uh, for the job, Steve Cottrell. So Richard that's another Keys. reason not Richard to Keys, eh? There's a bloke. Why wouldn't you touch him with the barge pole? I wouldn't touch him with the barge pole. What, Richard Keyes? Yeah, Steve Richard Keyes. <laughs> okay, so, do you know what? Let's go through, on the basis that probably the, what the manager is going to be amongst those eight, let's go through them. So you, Sherwood is a no. Anyone Sherwood, yes? Uh no. Any, I'm, I'm certainly not a Sherwood, yes. Paul Clement is the next on the list. It wouldn't be the worst thing we could do. It wouldn't, but he... Has, I, uh, it, well, it's interesting you say that. Why do you say Sherwood would be a disaster, but Paul Clement would, wouldn't? Like, uh, and, and I say that because he has less experience as a manager than Tim Sherwood does. He, I, the, the, whoever is going to be the next manager, I just don't want them to be inexperienced. And to my mind, in, in retrospect, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was too inexperienced. He had about 50 games under his belt. Tim Sherwood has about the same. Paul Clement has very few games under his belt. Pick a manager with 200, 300, 400 plus games. To, it, to my mind, even Carl Robinson would be a better option because the guy's managed for 400 games. He's made his mistakes. He knows how to manage a team. I'm not saying necessarily he is or will be or will be my favourite, but pick a manager with some experience. But then you could also argue the case that Paul Clement has actually been around the biggest clubs in Europe um, and been in every major competition and knows... Brian Kidd tell, tell, <laughs> tell us about how he was uh, no 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 Paul, Paul Clement might well what be what the frick do I know about Brian Kidd exactly he was assistant manager at yeah, Man United for I years get, and I was get terrible that. I get that Paul Clement could, Peter Taylor could say it for us you could, I know you could Paul know Clement might Steve be Steve McLaren Paul, Paul Clement might be a brilliant manager but why is it us that are going to take the chance because to find out? Because he's a QPR man. It's a massive and his dad was a QPR it's, it's a massive, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think it's that a big a deal, but I think it's huge that, that they have a connection to the club. You look at the atmosphere at the club at the moment, it's quite negative. Um, if, you ha- if you bring someone in that you know the fans are going to warm to instantly, then that will give them a huge lift. I mean, let's I, face I mean, it, his dad was a QPR legend. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, Dave was probably up there with my favourite player in that team I mean, we've got a QPR fantastic. legend as director of football and, and people are, are complaining 
that shouldn't be no I agree it helps Agreed. but Agreed. it shouldn't be a requirement but then it, uh, it means you shouldn't have to explain the club to him or the ethos or, the club, or what the club's about he will know it. he's got it in his, his veins and he, and he gets it so let's, um, we need to think outside the box sometimes as well. I know yeah. I go for the Holloway and Bertram thing. I'm saying that as a fan, but I just hope the club go, think of something, do it outside the box, and get it right for once. Because well, if we get this wrong, we could pay for it in five what about, years. What about Clement and Bertram? I mean, would would would, would Clement, you know, or, or somebody like that? Well, look at the Rainsworth or the only manager's job he's taken at Derby. He left him fifth in the league. Bizarrely, he, they got rid of him, and they've never really been up there in the table since. He did did well there. So you you're you're saying Clement. I would, but I don't think he's going to leave Bayern Munich midway through the season. If it yeah. was a summer, then I think he would. But is QPR the club he would leave Bayern Munich for? I mean, he uh, was originally history. Yeah. He's, been, he's been out there on the pitch when we've had the, these brilliant days again. As we all know, the club, the stuff the club do off the pitch um, is brilliant. They just haven't got the on the pitch stuff uh, uh, sorted out yet. But um, you know, maybe maybe. Um, we'd be a too big a pull for him to turn down which sounds bizarre leaving someone like Bayern Munich for QPR but well, why not? I mean, he was the original dream manager let's be honest so. yeah. I, I just say that I don't want Sherwood at all but I mean the one there are a couple of positives that okay. he has in his favour because, because he knows Ferdinand obviously he knows Ferdinand well he's worked with him in the past so there won't be any issues with those two unless Ferdinand's not going anywhere he's still going to be director of football whoever comes in so there won't be any issues there you'd imagine and also he does have um, he's he has the ability to kind of lift players. You can imagine him doing good team talks, and whereas Hasselbank was kind of you know uh, he, even when he was on the podcast, he was uh, very umming and he couldn't, couldn't really get his message across properly. I don't he think makes me issue. look happy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think if we take show, we've got to have a four-point plan, um, which is no saluting, no mention of his uh, win record percentage at Spurs. What about the blue and white gilet? Yeah, I was just coming to that. No gilets, no gilets, and no signing Adebayor on loan. I think if you stick to those four, then, you, you know, you've got a chance. What, what is it about Sherwood that most people don't want? Because we, from what I've seen on Twitter and everything else, it's pretty, no one really it's, wants him. It's because he certainly comes across as, as being a bit full of himself. And, and he's turned us down once already, and, and reportedly because of money. I, I don't know whether that's the truth. I mean, I, I look back on his I, I don't record today. Get that. He's tactically where, do, where does terrible. Tim Sherwood get off being an expensive recruit as a manager? He's done nothing. Yeah, he's tactically he inept. Working for free. Mm. <laughs> well, All right, a, not working for free. Not working for free. But he has no right to to dictate. Very for interview with you. <laughs> he <laughs> has no right. To, no, true. He has no right to dictate any salary terms to any professional yeah. football club because well, he has no experience. But if we were to, if we weren't paying enough last time, either his stock has fallen so far that we're able to pay a less wage, or we're going for broke and we're giving him what he wants, or at least meeting him halfway, which. Yeah, either of those alternatives seems a bit. bit but what, what about the other um, thing of going down the leagues again? I know it hasn't worked once with um, with Hasselbank, but you could actually look at someone like Neil Yardley at AFC Wimbledon, who's doing a brilliant job down yeah. there. Um, you know, there's, there's people in the lower leagues. Who have Phil done Parkinson's it. doing well at Bolton. You've got um, Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah, Parkinson, well, Sean Derry, Alexander at uh, Scunthorpe. I mean, Scunthorpe. That's a great show. Tearing up the division mm. at the moment. They, that's got a great show. Twenty plus goal difference. And again, I know you're diving back into lower leagues and that's what we did with Hasselbank. But as I mentioned earlier, the thing with Hasselbank, certainly that I did, didn't check exactly how those wins he got came along, which is like 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. But you one can't one. say that because as it worked once. You know, I mean, what we, do, oh, I do. Do, what we do badly is we went for the... You look at every, everyone we've gone for, they've had to have a big name. Do you know what I mean? Like 
Harry Redknapp, Mark Hughes. And we used to say earlier on, why did they not Mark Hughes? Because they seemed to get away with just ban what they want it, get as much money as they want it, and fill the squad up with players we couldn't get rid of. And that's another thing every manager suffered from after that, is having a whole squad of players that he needs to replace. But I think they've got away from that, because I, I, I think that the whole ha- that Hasselbank wouldn't have been an appointment three, four years ago. Yeah, but Chris is saying that, but there's a whole lot of players coming in the summer that someone else is now going to take on that's not their players. But yeah, I mean, that, unfortunately, that's the way of the world across football now. I mean, you, I think someone mentioned nobody's been here for much longer than a year but I mean you know you've, there's not that many clubs where that's the case no but then yeah, I there's mean, only a handful ironically Leeds stuck with Gary Monk I mean when they played us on the first day of the season well, just because we beat them and they're going well now <laughs> they've got no, better they were, abso- got they were absolutely dreadful but now and and well we've sort of gone downhill I mean it seemed to be the, the Hasselbank abandoned whatever plan he did have after the Barnsley defeat it certainly looked like that anyway Whereas Leeds have slowly... It's one of those classic under-the-radar, and you suddenly look at the table, and they're six. Like, how the hell did they get there? I'll tell you who... And you're going you're gonna to pull me in this. I know you are. Oh, yeah. Michael O'Neill wouldn't be a bad show either, what he's done at Northern Ireland. I'm working with very decent players, but some would say limited resources, but I wouldn't be that rude about my own Let's, country. Before you react to Martin... Sorry. Michael O'Neill. Before you react... To Michael O'Neill, I'm going to turn the Facebook Live off. If you've been listening to us on Facebook Live, thank you very much for yeah, listening. Yeah, And tune into the podcast to hear our reaction. I hope you deleted the original drawing. I did. Yeah. Uh, tune in to the podcast to hear our reaction to Michael O'Neill. If you've been listening to the podcast, then um, just go and watch our Facebook Live because uh, you'll be able to see the video. Right, we better say goodbye. See you. To- Bye-bye. See ya. Right, Bye. go on in. Michael O'Neill, what, what's... I know you're going to say it, because you're Northern Irish, you're going to say that, but in every department, he takes quite a lot of boxes for QPR. You know, he, he's, 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 he's worked with a small squad, um, he, he, he's had the players, you can't go out and get who you want from Northern Ireland, you've got to just, you know, who's born there or whatever, um, or grandparents rule. So, is it a good shout, or is international football... It's hard, it is hard. After you, you said it to us on text last night, and I didn't want to immediately jump down your throat and say Which that you're nice ridiculous. Change. So <laughs> I, I did actually look him up and look up his record. I suppose the question is, he's got a good League of Ireland record. Is that what it's called? League of Ireland, yeah. He's got a good League of Ireland record. Is that how does how's that going to stack up against the Championship? Well, I don't know. Well, but like, taking them into the UEFA League. Is, is, is major it's almost like a, an English club winning the Champions League to get that because they won so many games they're part time players blah blah done well but this, the only thing that I would say about Michael O'Neill is it would kill me country and secondly <laughs> he would take time to get it right because he took a campaign to get Northern Ireland right how and much time do you results. give people I mean, well much? this is it well Hasselbank got 11 months I'm not sure if O'Neill's the right answer he might he might, be but might I, bring I, the best out in Connor Washington but there's no reason why he can't look outside the box shirt on I don't, why, why do these eight names have? Why does it have to come out of someone you know, well, one of the obvious candidates? Well, like, I mean, go, go I abroad. You mean go, look abroad? Well, Huddersfield did it. They, they've done it. Right. Yeah. The only thing my wish for this role is that it goes to someone who has earned it, because oh, we're QPR. We are okay. We're not the biggest club, but we're, it's a good job. It's a big it's an job, job, and it shouldn't go to someone who hasn't earned it. So. That means Tim Sherwood, no. To me, and, and I, I can see, yes, Paul Clement might well be a very good manager, but he's managed about, he's managed a handful of games. So it's a massive poker play. It's a massive bluff to give him the job because you don't know 
You've, there's no track record. It should go to a man who has earned it. 200, 300, 400 games minimum and who as the, a manager. who the players are going to respect. I mean, what, you say what you like mm. about Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, but the response they gave on Saturday would suggest that he hasn't lost the dressing room, suggest that they're playing for him. Do you think, Paul? I'm thinking about that. I don't know. Um, if, if they were, then Cole Henry, I wouldn't have anyone near me as a friend. <laughs> no. Um, if, if you're allowing Cole Henry to get out of a dodgy situation, then um, you don't go... You do your best to get sent off even though what he did because what you don't see on the TV is what he was doing before that he was niggly from the first minute it was I read bizarre. Clive's excellent report and he, he he just said that yeah he, he just wouldn't leave the referee alone it was no it was bizarre like, yeah. and he's not like that and he's the most experienced player on the park as well a table will be interested as well and everyone was set up for ages we need a leader on the pitch we need a leader off the pitch and we need a leader in the chairman suite that's what this club desperately needs at the moment and I hope that's what comes out of this chance we've got now to get it right and we have to get it right now and all three need to be addressed we need leaders at QPR okay before the R's end one name you give me a nice name <laughs> you give me a nice name for the uh, manager's job okay? that was uncomfortably scary <laughs> have a think and give me a nice name you really should stop that okay yeah. um, Guardiola <laughs> Barry Guardiola yeah. uh, no come on I, um, who is your now your colours to the mast you can do that whatever you're about to say you can do in your R's end okay now your colours to the mast a manager no, a name now uh, Paul Clement Paul Finney well I said go for Holloway or Birch if that's not actually I've to, changed it to Ian Holloway yeah <laughs> um, I would like to see um it's it's so tricky. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think to be honest with you, the only people who that we can bring in now to lift the place would be an ex ranger, which is not necessarily sometimes the best thing because if anyone can kill legends like Jerry Francis and everyone else and this Ferdinand, this club will do it in some ways. So you kind of hasten not to do, go down that road too much. But Birchham and Holloway would excite everyone, I think. I'm giving up feeling that. I would like to to see um, Clement come in and have a go, but I would not want to see. Um, fans kind of give any we've got to give time now to someone but who, I think I said the box I don't we, need to, we need to put bums on seats again we need to get people excited we don't need people looking glassy eyed after 20 minutes I think Bertram and Holloway are definitely initial, give it an initial push name I, I would I name. question whether Holloway's been out of the game for too long but then he has been watching a lot of championships Graham Alexander that is an excellent show you know yeah. I actually really <laughs> that, that, of all the <laughs> And I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Holloway to the Holloway and Bertram to the end of the season, or Carl Robinson. But don't you think this is a thing that we need to, to, to take time over this time? No knee jerk. Don't rush in. Just get I, us. I, I'm, I'm, I'd be satisfied. I'd be happy with a man to the end of the season. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ours end. Ours well. end. I'll, I'll go first. My ours end is thank you to everybody who took part in our Twitter poll this week. So we asked when it when when the stories came out yesterday that Tim Sherwood was hot favourite for the QPR job. We asked on Twitter, what do you think? Yes or no? We had fifteen hundred responses, and it was. Is, is unequivocal a word, journalists? It is, yeah. yes. yes. Yeah. It was 78% of QPR fans who answered our poll said no. Thank you very much. I think that's pretty emphatic. That's Neil Dunn then. Very emphatic. Chris Mendes. I've got a few stats. I noticed some similar, similarities between Hasselback and Chris Ramsey when they left the club. So Chris Ramsey was sacked by QPR on the 4th of November 2015. Hasselbank was sacked by QPR on the 5th of November 2016. Ramsey was dismissed after a run of just one win in five championship games. Hasselbank also dismissed after a run of just one 
win in five championship matches. Ramsey left QPR with the club six points off the playoff places. Hasselbank also left the club six points off the playoff places. Ramsey's penultimate game in charge, defeat against Brentford. Hasselbank's penultimate match in charge, defeat against Brentford. <laughs> Ramsey's last game in charge, an away game at Derby County, a club once managed by Brian Clough. Hasselbank's last game in charge. Oh, away no, game at no, no, you're stretching it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's doing well, though. Yeah, doing well. Yeah. QPR player in uh, Ramsey's sent off, uh, sent off for two bookle offences in Ramsey's last game, same as Hasselbank's. Kevin Stroud, the referee for Ramsey's last game. Kevin Stroud, referee oh, for Hasselbank's oh, last game. Oh, oh, oh. Bloody hell, man. Very good. I so what's the moral of the story? Hang on, last one. Ramsey rejoined, rejoined QPR's technical director on January the 5th, 2016. Hasselbank. Rejoin QPRs. Technical director on January 15th, 2017. What? Oh, I see. Very good. Uh, I don't good. know what that tells us, it but tells us it tells us that... He can't that sleep at night. You've, you've, yeah, you're up. struggling to sleep. <laughs> there are liars, damn lies, and there are statistics. Is that the same? Exactly. Chris, yeah. just, you look poised. Um, well, I, I just... This is, this is from a couple of weeks. I haven't been on for a couple of weeks. Um, We've missed you. Yeah, thanks very much. But... Um, Against Brentford, the, high, the highlight there was my, my daughter. After six years of being a season ticket holder, was finally got the call to be a mascot. Well, she's got, only got two months left before she's twelve, so it was the last chance. So I'd just like to say thank you very much to the club because she had an absolutely brilliant day and was on Sky TV because it happened to coincide, you know, with that Brentford game. But there was a guy there who had his son with him. He's called Anders Helland. I hope that's his uh, correct pronunciation. Alexander, his son from Norway. Um, no way. Uh, no, yes, way, yes, way. I'm going uh, there next year. Oh, yeah. Mm. Thanks, oh, Paul. Nice. Carry uh, on. Um, uh, I'd just like to shout out to him. And um, the following day, there was 50 Norwegian R's meeting in the Queen's Tavern, their AGM. And they, what they do is they pull season tickets. I know, Paul, you know a few Scandinavian fans. And they and then they take it in turns to come over for games. It's brilliant. And his son brilliant. was there. And he was absolutely, you could just see... I think it was his like, second game there or whatever, but he was absolutely drinking it all in. And, and, and it was just really nice to see, and he was a lovely chap. So, yeah, shout out to him. And, in and the- 11-year-old son in the pub drinking it all in. I think we've heard <laughs> enough of this story. Uh, Paul. Well, first of all... No, um, no first, second and third of all. We're against the clock here. The cleaner's about to kick us out. Go no, on. It's fine. Um, I've got to say hello to Liam, who I met in the train on the way home, who was reminded me when I first came over from the, the homeland. He was very enthusiastic, just pleased to see QPR play, going with his family, and you can't beat that for an away day. And thank you, Liam. It was lovely to meet you. Hi, Liam. And um, hello, yeah, Liam. and um, yeah, maybe you should. Um, not Liam, what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know his surname. He, okay, he's, good he's, mate. He, he was. He was from good Cork. friend. He was from yeah. Cork. Um, and the other thing is that I will say is last thing. A lot of people blame the fans for the manager getting sacked. There was never, ever a chant to get the manager sacked. There might have been two or three people doing it, but it was never. the fans did not hound this manager out, and people have got to stop saying that because it's not true. At the end of the day, the board, higher and far, not the fans. They're, you can't please everyone, and everyone's got different opinions, but you can't take a section of fans and say they run the club because they don't. The, there, was was, a few at, there was a few at Brentford in the, in the sort of QR block region, yeah. but then to be fair, they, they, got, they got shouted down. So. And certainly on Saturday, there was no. There was, a, there was actually the opposite. The, fact, the players got applauded heavily on Saturday for putting the effort they did in the second half. So it's not fair to say it's your hands out. And um, I hope he goes on to bigger and better things, Jimmy, and, um, and, and, and doesn't get remembered for being um, his time at QPR, which is pretty dire. Okay. Uh, sorry, I came in too quickly. It might make so, a few quid almost... talking about it and, and the after dinner circuit. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. On the plus side, his speeches now got up to sixty thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Okay. Well, we're not planning to do a podcast next week, but let's reserve judgment depending on if there's an appointment made. Or I want to do it. the balls thing again. Um, <laughs> how, how, well, I don't think we will, but it depends when. If there's a I'll manager, if there's an appointment made tomorrow, it might be. Uh, let's be, see. Let's see. Uh, why we'll, don't we interview the managers on the podcast? Because we do, and then they get sacked. No, I mean, six weeks later <laughs> that's what happens why can't we that's do- what happened with Jimmy that's what happened with Chris Ramsey I think we can safely say we're never getting another manager from the club let's tell the, the club we won't tell anyone but stick a microphone on eh? in the interview and then come in here and do it well normal service will be no podcast next week but let's see Otherwise, there really isn't. There's no predictions to do, is there? There's, there's just no. just. No, why Orlando, don't you sp- talk us out by thanking Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank for everything he's done for the club? No one are going to beat Hasselbank on Friday. How are you guys going to get on against Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. The QPR podcast is supported by Ubico, the provider of rental cars by the hour, who are giving away over two thousand pounds in credit to our listeners. For your chance to win up to £250 in free credit towards away game travel, short journeys across town or car club use, enter now at west12media.co.uk slash enter. To find out more, visit ubico.co.uk or download their app now. UPR, UPR, Rangers.